That's right, bitches. It's another fucking Friday Winks. There's fighting and violence and hopelessness in the world. And you don't know where you can go. But I'm here to tell you that that isn't so. Here is a brand new show. When there is something inside makes you afraid, then there is something to do. Just challenge some guy to a game till he winks. You find that courage in you. Because there is nothing that's greater than tiddly winks with strength. Angels. Ain't we lucky we got them? The Winks. Get out! Welcome to Tiddly Winks with Strangers, as it is every fucking Friday. I'm your host, Jason Herb. Back for another fucking Winks. It's a brand new week. I know what you're saying. Hey, where's my fucking Martin Mondays? Where's my goddamn King Cast? Sorry! If you've been a long-term listener by now, you should not be let down by my, my constant disappointments in your life. Okay? I say things I don't follow through. I say things I do follow through. You never know how it's going to go. That's part of the mystery. You understand? So, I'm sorry! Okay? You got your Manic Monday the week before. You got your Legend of Dar. Okay? You don't need a fucking Martin cast. Maybe you'll get a President's Day cast. I don't know. If you choose to believe me, tune in. If not, see you on fucking Friday in February. Fuck! <sighs> but anyway, one thing you can always count on is your Friday winks. That's never gonna change. Even when I say that we're taking a break for a new season, you're still going to get your Friday winks. There is no break. I think I took like maybe one Friday off. And I was severely depressed during it. So I had to bring my winks back. We're going to be talking to our usual panel suspects. You know who they are. We got Billy the Beard. But he's not in studio. He's on location in the Serengeti hunting big game. He'll be back next Friday, but joining me in the studio today is everybody's favorite Uncle Mark, everybody's fucking Rodrigo Loro, Kevin the Condor. Hello, Jason. How are you tonight? Doing well, Kev. Welcome back. For those that don't know, I'm saying welcome back to the Winks, but uh, each week... I kind of lose my shit a little more and a little more, and you know, things got you, child, in its teeth. You know how it goes. But, uh, we're not doing any fucking topics, because the Winx is just freeform now, like the, the brand new network. Is that really a new network? Yeah, it used to be ABC Family, yeah, and now it's called Freeform. I thought it's been freeform for like two years. <laughs> Whatever! <laughs> oh. We, I'm we, old. We should also say we. this is a milestone episode of the show. What do you mean? No, it certainly isn't. We've reached the quarter century mark. This is number 25. Are you sure this is 25, Kevin Condor? Number 25. I just did the math. I counted each episode. That's amazing. Down. Yeah, we made it this far. Did you think, did you in your heart of hearts think that five months ago mm -hmm. we'd still be doing this? Did you think this would <laughs> no. last that long? Honestly, no. Uh, because I, I, uh, wow, this truly is a, uh, a milestone. We're going to have to celebrate our Winks anniversary. Now, I'm not going to be real happy until number 26, because that means we've surpassed the death mark. That means we're above average. For those that don't know, I read an article, I can't remember where, but it was a reputable source, that most podcasts die at episode 25. That's it. They fall off. People lose interest, the creators lose interest, whatever happens. A new shiny object walks in. Yeah, I don't know what happens, but 25 is the average episode or number of episodes you get on a cast. So uh, I made a goal to make it to at least 26, and uh, that'll be next Friday on the Wings. But uh, there's going to be more than 26 in your life. It's, I'm just saying, like like Kevy said, it, it, it's a fucking milestone. 
But, uh, didn't think it would last. Did you think it would even get to Halloween? Did you think we'd get to a spooktacular? No. No. But once I saw it heading towards a spooktacular, I started getting excited because I'm like, <laughs> you fucking love Halloween. You yeah. can do a spooktacular. It's your wheelhouse. Now, um, the Winx wasn't ever fully developed. Some say it's still not. I would say it's still not. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I've always been a fan of, of podcasts. They're a great way to pass the time if you're driving, if you want to tune the world out for a while and you just don't feel like listening to like Spotify or Pandora or something. Listen to some casts. There's some great ones out there. That's the truth. Tilly Wings with Strangers is at the top of the list, but I, I mean, there's ones below that that you could listen to too. Now, I just said in, in July of this year, I said to Kevy, think I'm going to start a podcast. Yeah, yeah. And he was all about it. At this time, I had no idea what I was going to talk about, how to start a podcast, or what I was going to do. First thing I had to do was find a title. I went through many titles before I settled on Tilly Winks with Strangers. Tell him, tell him. Don't ask me what Tilly Winks with Strangers means. Okay. It means something different to everybody. Unless you want to pay for the premium subscription. That's $2.99 a month. <laughs> for your premium Wink subscription and a t-shirt featuring our old sound guy Chris McGonigal working the soundboards that says Winks got you in its teat child. That's $2.99 a month for your inside pass to everything Winks. <laughs> Some of the early working titles. This is turning into like an, an anniversary. It yet. is. It's turning into like a, a retrospective. This is a, yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. Yeah, you're welcome. That's how dedicated to the winks I am. I don't even know what fucking episode. I you're the alcoholic father <laughs> who doesn't know the birthday of its child. Yeah. Well, the winks wouldn't be that without that dynamic. Exactly. It's the, the three abuse, of us the that make, child. Yes. Well. Three and a half. Sometimes it's Barry. <laughs> we miss you, Barry. We, we make we make the winks work. But some of the working titles were, if I remember them all, "Life Throws You a Herbball." Yes. Because originally it was just going to be me. I didn't anticipate on getting Kevin and Billy or Barry involved. It just kind of happened that way, and it happened for the better. So no one wants to just hear me ramble in various voices and gibberish for an hour. Yeah. But uh, her, well, herb appeal. My favorite, Herb Your Enthusiasm. Herb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. And then I just went off the rails and, and I was going to call it Show Me Potato Salad. <laughs> yes. But then I just picked gibberish anyway and called it Tiddlywinks with Strangers. But it means something. There's a deeper meaning behind it. Years in history behind that name. Yes. So that's two ninety nine a month. For four oh one a month, local celebrity Billy the Beer will record your outgoing voicemail for you. And for four ninety nine a month... That's it. Um, He's the one you want leaving a voicemail to. He's the most upbeat and yes. chipper and uh, positive amongst us. Yes, because I am hashtag so forlorn. Yeah. <sighs> the winks. Ugh. Give me a good winks. Cocky. Bob. <laughs> Go for him. <laughs> But yeah, Winks, it's a beautiful cast. Um, it's in the top 500 of Anchor, not the world. Uh, I'm working on getting it in the world, but Anchor has a lot of casts. So, I mean, that's pretty good for a humble cast that I just randomly started in July. Yeah, there are, there are a lot of interesting guys we've come across, guys and gals on the Anchor app who have used our stuff or sent us shout-outs. Yes. They're, they're, they enjoy the show. They uh, People have used snippets of the show. Yes, thank you, Tim, for that. Tim and Lulu, right? Yeah, Lulu she Island. She used a, a little song or something. So. so it's a nice little community where yeah. you can share your homemade casts. <laughs> and the wanks and cakes that they didn't know. <laughs> Is very homemade. Yeah, we're we're like your grandma's peanut brittle of podcasts. Except you get your grandma's peanut brittle recipe and then you fuck it up, but you still eat it anyway. Yeah, you. Put, That's the wink. Instead of peanut brittle, peanut butter, you use like antifreeze. But you're like, eh, it'll do. Yeah, it's all <laughs> and right. that's the winks. Yeah, but it's a beautiful cast. Uh, I remember after I, I settled on the name, I started putting some art, artwork out there, <laughs> yep. hoping that it would inspire me. Um, and I still didn't know during the first episode really what I was going to talk about, 
But like I've mentioned before, I've had some crazy, extraordinary things happen. So have Billy and Kevin. So is Barry for sure. <laughs> so I'm like, why don't I share my stories? So I did. And then week after week, I had to find more stories to tell. And as I know, it's getting hard. <laughs> but I'm going to dig into the vault. I got some stories for you tonight on the non-death episode of The Winks. Non-death? Because we stayed alive. Oh. We beat the fucking curve, Kevy. Yeah, we did. We are not the guys you would expect that from, though. Nope. But, uh... Don't get no lesson! So, Kev, last week on the Winks, yeah. I talked a little bit about Big Bad Jim Reeves. <laughs> yeah. He's an American hero, yeah, he just is. like the Hulkamaniac himself. Oh, yeah, dude, let me tell you something, brother. I'm going to get my cigarette boat down there in the garage I've been whacking for two years. I'm take it down to Florida, down there, Thunder in Paradise, dude. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's absurd because he was a grown man. Yes. And, like, as a young kid, like, yeah, you're between a little... the ages of, like, seven and ten. You're a Hulkamaniac. You want to eat your vitamins, say your prayers, drink your milk. This is a grown man who is idolizing the it, It's a little surreal to, like, wrap. Oh. This is my friend's dad. Like you expect your friend's parents to be like dads. Yeah. Every, every dad is pretty similar, but like no. this guy is just like he didn't want to have kids. He just wanted to grow up and, and hang out with Hulk, but he's yeah. saddled down in the suburbs with his kids now. <laughs> but somehow he still made his dream come true. Yeah. He was a piece of shit. But uh called him at up. the end of the day, I had a lot of I got a lot of damn respect for the life he led. He had confidence. <sighs> he had conviction. He purpose. really did. And I got some more stories about the day Big Bad Jim Reeves came to town. But uh, I can't, you know, you got to hold them. We got to, yeah, we spread them out. Just spread them. But I did tease the tip last week about my current neighbor. Yes, and this is a gentleman I've come to enjoy your stories of. Let me tell you about my current neighbor. This is the story of the lawn is never short enough it's called the lawn is never short enough <laughs> super thick tires got my gas and brakes grossing me mowing they give me double takes yellow standard rims 1025 speed this lawn mower is all i need well i got a guy i, I live in a in a shared community yes sir so there's um there's like a giant a giant field that everybody, you know, your dogs run in it. You can play some football in it. It's a good time. Yes. And then everybody's got like some, some little yards and stuff. And uh, there's a guy who's who's like the appointed uh, caretaker, whatever the word is. Okay. And Custodian. He's, he's, yeah, exactly. He's been mowing. He's not the landlord, but the landlord put him in charge of, you know, the general day-to-day -day maintenance that he doesn't have to come out for. Okay. And uh, he's been <laughs> mowing the lawn since... Uh, we moved in, which was like six or seven years ago. All of a sudden, about two years ago, maybe three, this other guy moves in with his girlfriend. And that's all well and good. Mm -hmm. Welcome, new neighbors. How you doing? He's always dirty. <laughs> He's always got a fine film of grease. It appears to be grease or soot. mud or soot. <laughs> I'm not sure what he does for a living. Something manual. Yeah, something Clearly. mechanical. Yeah. yeah. But, like, does he bathe? <laughs> That's like, I, I know grease is hard to get off, but, yeah. like, after enough times of washing, you'll get it. You well, won't be... He's brown. They have lava soap for that stuff. Well, yeah. I wonder if he uses it. But, so there's that. He's got a mop-top haircut like he's <laughs> fucking Paul McCartney in 1961. He looks ridiculous. <laughs> All right? Um, he's got the face... Of a midget with Down syndrome. <laughs> well, it's the best way I can describe it. It's so hard. It's not the most PC, but it's the best. It's, if you can picture that in your head, that's oh, what his face looks like. Oh my God, he's not a pretty man. No, and he's rotund. <laughs> oh, so is that, he? Well, yeah. Oh, I didn't well, know. I mean, he's mid-rotund. He's not obese. Gotcha. Whatever. I'm just setting the fucking scene, Kevy, <laughs> for crying in a cup. <laughs> 
So he moves in. His girlfriend's weird, too. She has um, eyebrows tattooed onto her. She doesn't oh. own any eyebrows. They're gone. I don't know what the story is. What the story, I don't know. Oh. But all I know is I can't stop looking at those brows whenever she talks. Are they tattooed in, like, the constantly surprised face? Yes. Oh, and they're God. super thin. <laughs> of course. Does she look like an 80s rocker chick? Well, yeah, because she has a short haircut like Joan Jett. Oh, she's like like Jane Wyland or something. Yes, yes. Oh. Um, they're both batshit crazy. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they don't listen to the Winks, so I'm just gonna put it out there. Right. I mean, I'm not gonna give their names, but I'm sure if a guy once, looks once they like listen a to Tiddly Winks with Strangers by Jason Herb, they'll figure out who I'm talking about. <laughs> but I don't think he knows how to work any technology, so I'm good. Except lawnmowers. Lawnmowers. <laughs> yes, because one day. He just started mowing all the lawns in place of the uh, caretaker, if you will. Like, all right, that's fine, whatever. I guess maybe they're sharing the responsibility. But uh, it, I don't know. I don't. There are no words. <laughs> how do how do I just? Oh God, I'm flustered. I'm flummoxed. So he uses a riding mower. Yeah, it's a riding mower. Okay. It's like a John fucking Deere. So he's something. like George Jones, just driving around. Yes, wearing a beater, I presume. No. No? Just oh. the t-shirt. Okay. Now, he built a cup holder onto, <laughs> onto his lawnmower to hold his and beard. And how did he devise this contraption? I, is it the, I think it's just a cup holder from a car he just screwed he just... onto the, the <laughs> okay. side. I didn't know if he, like, rigged one up with, like, duct tape rolls. No, something. no, no. I think he just, he definitely drilled it in. It's a permanent part of the mower now because he's <laughs> always drunk. Even when he's not on the mower, he's always drunk. Um... And when he's not drunk, you can find him at the store buying a six-pack. Good for him. Which I do a lot. Now, he also... Do lawnmowers, riding lawnmowers, come with headlights? See, I didn't think so because there's no reason for them to have one. Either he bought one that has headlights or he modified that shit as well. (laughs) There is no reason for it, but I'll get to that soon. Okay. It started with a single mow, and it never stopped. Okay, was this first mow momentous? It was just a typical mow. Just a typical mow. Mow 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 along, carry on, mow along, whatever. Nothing transpired? No. Just like, oh, there he is, mowing the lawn. Right. All right. So, so like, two days go by, and he's mowing the lawn again. What the fuck is is that happening for? (laughs) It's been two days. Grass Mm -hmm. doesn't grow that fast. No. Whatever. I'm figuring, let it go, man. Another, like, three days go by. He's mowing the lawn again. What the fuck? (laughs) Why is he mowing the lawn again? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (sighs) So he's a habitual lawnmower. It hasn't stopped in three years. (laughs) I dread the return of summer every year because I have a nice, tranquil winter. (laughs) The winter is tranquil. As soon as spring and summer hits... (laughs) The dull hum for hours. Now, I'm, I'm not saying, like... Like, I don't think he's even mowing at some point. I feel like he lift, lifted the blades up at some point, and now he's just riding around <laughs> in the field. He must go because through the gas Because he's, like he's out there from, like, and I, sh- I shit, this is not an exaggeration, noon to, like, 9 o'clock at night, <laughs> which is where the headlights come in. Yes. It doesn't take that long to do all the yards. No, and he's no, just doing circles job. at this point, like, just joyriding. I don't know why he doesn't get an ATV. <laughs> Or or something like I don't know what his problem. Even a jazzy. Right. Some and I'm like looking out the window. I'm like this guy's not even mowing anymore. <laughs> and it's it's such an annoying sound when it's on when it's for that long. Yes. You know when it's someone just mowing their lawn. It's whatever. When it's all day. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> I just imagine like your lawn is like dirt now. It is. He's just... he's killed the grass. <laughs> it like like it's all brown. Like Jesus Christ. So. The caretaker, he's this old guy. He's like in his 80s. Mm. He's, he's a hoot. I talk to him from time to time. You know, he comes up to me and I'm like, what's going on with the lawn? You gave up your, your mowing? He's like, I didn't give it up. He took it from me. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. Neighborhood drama. What, is, what the hell? He's like, yeah, he just came out one day on his riding mower and I confronted him about it. And he said, <laughs> he said, I'm doing the lawns now. <laughs> He goes he goes from town to town stealing That's right. Duties. He just moved in and took everything. Oh god. He took our grass. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, Well, I said to him, you know, 
they pay me they pay me to mow the lawn. I've been mowing the lawn forever. And he goes, Well you can take credit for it if you want. You could still get paid. I don't need to get paid. I just need to mow the lawn so I don't do something so I regret. He wanted no well, well, well that that just adds <laughs> another layer to it. And uh So he would not accept monetary payment for this. No, it's not he about the a, money. He was afraid he would do something nefarious. Right. And the old man told me I would never take credit for that shoddy shit. So he wasn't oh. even going to get paid for it because he didn't want to tell the landlord or, or the other tenants that he mowed the lawn and killed the grass and made it look like that. Oh. He's a prideful old man. Yeah, I, I get that. So they started getting a shouty match. There's His natty ices are flying everywhere. <laughs> oh, his those are the worst. Cigarettes. Like, I, I'm just looking out the window because I love it now. I'm like the the fat lady on 227 <laughs> hanging out of the bottom apartment window. <laughs> Man. <laughs> oh God! And uh, I'm loving it, and, and like he's yelling back. The old man's got like no shirt on. He's got his cane. Like, come on! He had a cane. He had a cane, but <laughs> he didn't need it to ride. When he rode, when he rode, he had no limp. Yeah. He was free. <laughs> yeah. And now this guy's taking it from him. <laughs> what the fuck? That's all he had. That's all he had was mowing the lawn and making people. There's happy. so much to tell, Kevy, because I have to revisit about what he said. If he doesn't mow, he loses his mind. That's, yeah. what he t- that's what he told him. The he- fact that he's afraid of what he will do well, without the mower. He told me that, too, because he came over one day, and he, he knocked on the door, and he's like, I could weed whack for you, too. <laughs> and oh, I'm like, multi-purpose. I'm like, I don't know, because we have, like, a garden in the front yard. My wife is very particular about her garden. Yeah. Everything has to be done a certain way, so when I weed whack, you know, I have to take very good care and, and get the lines just right. <laughs> so she's like, no, he's not weed whacking. We'll do the weed whacking. I don't care if he mows the fucking lawn, but he's not weed whacking. So he he was pretty argumentative about that. He didn't <laughs> like that. So I'm like, listen, dude, we fucking pay rent here. I don't care if you ride the, your fucking mower, but like, I'm just I'm gonna do the weed whacking. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be a bother, but if I don't mow, I get stir crazy. I I get restless. I'm not I'm not right in the head. Like he knows. And I'm like, okay. what the fuck? Like, I'm taking a step back now, you know? And uh, he's like, well, yeah, like, 4th of July, I didn't, I couldn't mow. Because we had to go to some some picnic. <laughs> some picnic. And I was out there running down the street with, with, my, with my boxer shorts on, with a beer in each hand and sparklers. And I was losing my mind because I couldn't mow. I do things I regret when I don't mow. Mowing has become like medication for yeah, mental. I never disorder. heard of this. Like, why don't you just shoot up some heroin or drink <laughs> like everybody else, man? Numb your fucking pain because at least that's contained to you, and I don't have to deal with it. Yeah. Unless you fall on my doorstep or something. But uh, like that was just so weird. So I kind of just let it go. Like he agreed he's not gonna weed whack whatever. <laughs> And I let them mow and go, even though it was excessive. I'm like, now's not the time to bring it up. I don't know. Seems but, crazy. like, all summer long, right? So now the old man, the caretaker, he's not going to sit down anymore. <laughs> so, like, this this guy, the crazy guy, would get on his lawnmower. About ten minutes later, the old man rides his mower out. And now there's mower wars. <laughs> and the old man's gunning it, trying to get, like, this strip of grass done before he can get there. Oh and now God. he's And now he's revving his engine trying to get it done. And it's oh. literal mower wars. <laughs> that went on for a whole summer. The, the racing to do a patch of grass. Yes. And you, oh. and you would just see him out there. And it would just be all out chaos. <laughs> then the summer after that, the guy's girlfriend... You know, Jane Wheeler started riding a mower too. Uh-huh. They have two mowers, maybe more. <laughs> they have a parked under Maybe a more. Park. I don't know. So then she would go out there because I guarantee he's like, "We're taking this old man down. I need extra help." <laughs> They're tag teaming. You got to get on the mower too. So then the two of them would be trying to get the lawn done before he could, and like it was just three mowers out. It was so loud. Did they speak? To it was each other? so. No, nobody passive aggressive. Well, if they did, I didn't hear them. All I could oh see out God. the window was like just. Three mowers and all these circles. Like, it's not even about making the lawn look good. It's just diagonal lines and circles. Like, it's just about getting it done at this point. And who, who's going to be the official lawnmower? Like, Jesus oh, Christ. Awesome. Oh, my God. So, <sighs> dear God. So then, like, this past summer, it really came to a head. Oh, it got real? I guess. I don't know. It was the same shit, and, like, I'm getting tired of it at this point, you know? 
I'm like, do I complain to the landlord? Like, I don't know. And he, I, I said something to him the one day. I'm like, yeah, what's up with all the mowing and stuff? And he's like, well, I told you I need to do it so that I keep under control. And, and the landlord said I could do it as long as nobody complains. He said I can mow as much as I want. <laughs> no. I'm like, gee, what is he, special? <laughs> Fucking A. From the way you described his appearance. <laughs> uh, uh, so... I guess he switched, like, his schedule or something. He wasn't home as much during the day. Mm. Maybe he started working second shift. I don't know. But I would notice the girl out there mowing. <laughs> At this point, the old man was so defeated, he would only come out once in a while. So he gave up. They broke whatever will he had to live Oh, they left. could have killed him. They may have killed him. Oh, my God. So she's mostly out there now during the day. <laughs> and, like, she would, like, she would get, she started to, like, come over when she would do our yard, she would like stop. And like, if Kim was, my wife was outside, she would start talking to her and like, mm. Kim would be all cordial and, but you know, she's like, whatever, she's a nut. Mm -hmm. So like, they would be talking and all of a sudden the lady's cell phone would ring and it's the dude <laughs> calling her from work. And I could hear like through the phone, he goes, why aren't you out there mowing? <laughs> I'm like, where is he? I'm looking around. I'm like, oh my God. How does he know she stopped the why, mower? Why does he, why does he care? Why, what, where, oh I don't God. know where he was. That's so sick. Like, <laughs> I think, I think he probably like on his breaks from work drives by and makes sure like the mower's moving still this is and saw it like parked for a minute and called her <laughs> and she's like, well, I'm getting right back on. I was just talking to the neighbors and he goes, you need to have it mowed by the time I get back. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Does she get hit if she doesn't mow? What is happening? Why is the lawn have to be mowed? The grass is already dead. It's brown. Motherfucker. <laughs> Now I'm going to wrap this story up, but <laughs> okay. I need to mention two absurd times where the mower really got out of control, as if it wasn't already. And I, I feel like I'm not even doing it justice. It's something you have to witness yourself to fully understand. Probably sounds like maybe I'm complaining, but it's excessive. And if you just saw his demeanor, the way he looks, and the urgency with which he just gets out there four to five times a week to mow, like, it's just <laughs> insane. And I'm dreading this coming summer. But don't worry, Wings, I'll keep you updated on it during the summer. Um, but the two craziest things, I, I guess, that I can think of that I saw were the one time I went to a convenience store that was like two miles from our house. Maybe less, maybe like a mile. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming out of the store, and he's riding into the parking lot on his mower. He it's his mode of transportation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he buys a six-pack, puts it on the mower, drives back to the field, puts one in his homemade cup holder, and starts drinking and mowing, drinking and mowing. Unreal. Why did he drive it? He parked it in a spot. <laughs> of course he did. And everything. a handicap spot, too. And I just, I just kept walking. I'm, like, I'm not even going to say hi to him. The other time was, like I said, I think he must have changed shifts he worked or something. Because he would get home now at like 10, 11 at night, which is fine. Except the one time, I was working days at the time, and I'm laying there. It's like 12-something, and I hear, and I'm like, what the motherfucking hell is this? And I look out the window, and the headlights on the mower are on. Whether he put them there or they came that way, the headlights are on, and he's mowing the fucking field. What? And I'm like, he better not come near my house with that fucking shit. Oh. I swear to God. My wife wakes up. She's like, what, what, the, what is that? Is he fucking mowing? I'm like, he's fucking mowing. And she's like, you need to go out there and say something to him. This is bullshit. I'm like, I can't believe no one else is going out there. I'll fucking go out there. This stupid son of a whore. <laughs> so I go out there. I got to put, like, shoes on and pants and shit. I go up to him, and, like, I'm yelling at him, and he's not, like, turning around. So I like, yell as loud as I can, and he jumps, like, three feet in the air, cuts the mower, and he's like, oh! <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yo, it's just me. It's, it's Jason. And he's like, oh, what's going on? It's a good thing he wasn't loaded, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, why? Is there a reason? You're mowing at like 1230 in the morning. And he's like, it's 1230? I'm like, yeah, dude. It's going for one o'clock. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I didn't realize it was that late. 
And I'm like, H- how? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. pitch black. Like, what the fuck is he? What? So he's like, my lady's got a goiter on her dick. <laughs> Why? Why does it have to be spoken of? So oh. she can't get out there and mow like I need her to. Like I need <laughs> her to. Oh, I need my woman to mow. So I'm just trying to catch up on all my mowing after work. And I'm like, all right, that's all well and good. I don't give a shit. I just need you to not run it at midnight. Like, I already am letting you, like, ride out here all fucking day. Like, just cut the engine. All right, can I just finish this one strip? And then I'll go back. I'm like, I don't care. So we finished the strip and went back. But, like, that was absurd. I never saw anything like it, man. Just out there with headlights going headlights. through the wilderness. Headlights. Oh, that's so amazing. Not that he needed them because he's probably just doing donuts and joyriding anyway. <laughs> It's not really about the mowing, is it? I like you, neighbor. Are you mowing? Click! But, uh... I got a message from, from Billy. Oh, the beard who could not join us tonight. He yes. could not join us, but he did pre-record uh, a segment that he pieced together for us mm-hmm. that uh, I will put on the winks, and Billy can tell his uh, story. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, through the magic of Ragia, <laughs> it's Billy the Beard and his story of the Peeping Tom and the Winks. Hello, Winks. It's Billy the Beard. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not in studio today, so uh, you guys are going to have to do uh, with a uh, call in here. Um, got two really good stories, one of which I'm only going to tease tonight. We're going to save it for next week's cast. Uh, I'm going to give you a hint, though. It is called The Lesbian Couple's Quarrel. But uh, you'll have to stay tuned for that one. Just giving you guys the tip for now. Uh, but my story tonight is the accidental peeping Tom story. Um, Keep in mind, I'm not a creep at all, but I accidentally uh, peeped on uh, one of my neighbors. So uh, I'll get into it. So it was a summer night a few years ago. Uh, My wife and I, we were living not where we are now. Uh, This is our previous house, well, apartment. And... uh, I remember it, it was around 1 in the morning, and I, we have a dog. The dog was sitting by the bedroom door whimpering. It, was, it had to go out. And I'm like, oh, all right, 2 in the morning, you got to pee. Everyone's got to do it. I'll throw some shorts on quick. Let's go for a walk. So I'm walking the dog. Keep in mind, again, it's 2 in the morning, and I'm like, you know what? Let's go down a different road today. You know, we're going to walk a couple blocks. Why not? I like to get out and do stuff. You got to pee. It's a win-win. So we're going down this, uh, it's a dead-end street that I've never walked the dog down before. And I see this person's light on, on the second story of their house. Now, the dog keeps sniffing, she's walking, so I'm just following along. And then I notice that the window's open on the second story, and uh, there's a naked woman bouncing up and down. Now, I don't want to get into too much detail, but uh, she was a very fit blonde woman... With uh, a very nice chest, we'll say. Uh, they, her tits were bouncing up and down. I can only assume she was having sex. And at the perfect timing, my dog decides not only to shit the pee, but she's now going to take a shit, so i got to stand here for a few minutes. And me being me, I'm just like, well, I'll take in the view. Why not? She's bouncing up and down. Her tits are showing. The window's wide open. It's 2 in the morning. She might not be able to see me anyway. But then, this is where things get real. So the dog's taking a shit. I'm standing here awkward, just looking at this woman, who I assume is having sex, just disappear. She just collapses to the ground. And I'm like, oh shit, what the hell just happened? Then the curtains shut, and the lights go off. So now I'm sitting there thinking to myself, well, fuck. I'm going to have the police calling me for creeping on some woman having sex. This is just beautiful. But no, luckily, uh, no cops were called. Uh, I assume she just realized, oh shit, I probably should shut the window the next time I'm having sex. Uh, I cleaned up the dog's poop, we walked back, I told my wife, got a nice laugh out of it, and then, uh, you know, I've never seen the woman again. You know, we lived there for, I'd say, another four or five months. I'd walk the dog down that street again here and there. Uh, Never seen the woman, like I said. 
Um, so yeah, uh, there you go, Winks. That's a uh, my accidental peeping Tom story for you. Now, one last thing I'd like to say before uh, Billy the Beard uh, says his farewell for the night. You know, again, not in studio, so this is all just pre-recorded uh, whenever I had the time. Uh, I'd like to say flick for one and uh, two. Stay tuned for next Friday at whatever the fuck time Jason says for the lesbian couple quarrel. It's going to be an interesting one. It's got a lot of details. You're going to want to be here. You're going to want to listen. It's a good one. We'll see you next week, everyone. Go for pop. Christ. Yes. Billy Billy was very proper on on this on this story. He this was. Time. He played it like a champion. Um, you know, although I will say I love the way he went from breast to tits in like two breaths. <laughs> he, he can't help himself. No, no, he, he slips back into he it. He did. I I can't wait to hear his story next week. He's pretty geeked about it, which makes me geeked about uh, it. I love that he titled Two it. Lesbians or whatever it is. Uh, Billy. The, the, quarreling. the story the story of quarreling lesbians. <laughs> Tune in for that next Friday on the Winks. But uh we want to talk to someone who is in the studio. And that's you, Kevin the Condor. Yeah, yeah. Uh I mean, there's not really a theme. Billy and I kinda of talked about neighbors, I guess, in our neighborhood, but yeah. uh I, um, the Winks welcomes any and all stories, as you know. Well, I teased, However, I, zany. I teased the listeners last week. That, oh, that's right, you did. Yes. So you owe us one. I do. Um, I said it was something reprehensible, shameful, uh, a very a low point for me as a human being. It's the worst thing you've ever done? No, but it's the one I'm probably not proud of. Uh, it's. I, w- I was infantilized. <laughs> All right. What? All right. Oh, God. So this starts, this was years ago, not many years ago, but like four, four, five, five. Okay. There was a girl I was seeing. Okay. And her father was from Texas. Oh, man. And her mother was a Native American from the Vancouver area. Oh, what a mix. Yeah, it was literal cowboys and Indians. <laughs> oh, my God. He said it. I did. I well, mean, I said down, down's midget. <laughs> Whatever. This so, isn't PC. So at one point, her cousins from, from the res up in Canada. Wait, they lived on the res? Honestly? I don't think they did. I think there were members of the family on the res, but... You know... <laughs> Oh, oh, where's this going? Cord- Cordell Walker was raised by Indians. You know, <laughs> lest we forget the Cherokee warrior Cordell Walker. I don't know why I didn't think of this. But we're not talking any Walkers, Jesus. No. I feel like this is going south. Oh, it's going south. So a few of them came in, and uh, I got to meet them. And I was not really, uh, I didn't really like these guys. What was wrong? They were boring as fuck. They just sat around, got drunk, got high. And they just didn't talk about anything but, Ugh. oh, you know, we're going to eat some bubble bread. Like, they had these Canadian aff- affectations right, right, to their right. voice. And um, they were boring. It's funny. They, they, I, I tried talking music with them. The only, the only, as far as I got was the one had a juggalo tattoo on his cap. Oh, okay. Uh, the other one was just like, they, they just talked about partying. And it was like, all right, but. There's what not a- much to do on the res, I don't think. I'm like, who are you as a person? Like, I don't know. Right, it's just right. boring. It's like, oh, these guys are just lame. Give them a break. I did. I gave them the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. It's probably hard to form your own identity, too, when you have to be part of this tribe. And That's it's, not It's true. a life we don't not, know, no, Kev. Dude, they're not going around making fucking smoke signals. Like, come on. Just trying to play devil's advocate. <laughs> so, Continue. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, it's just like I tried to get to know them. I tried talking with them. They didn't, they didn't seem too interested in getting to know me. And I was like, Mm-mm. all right. You know, I, I try to put my best foot forward and it's not getting anywhere. Yeah. So later on in the week, it's their going away night. Okay. Like their last yeah. night in town. So I guess they probably want to drink like they like to do. It was a rager. <laughs> yeah, were yeah. Bottles of Oh, a rager, eh? Hey. We're oh, going to quiff. Dude, they, <laughs> they're quiffing my face. They're going to quiff in our face. Well, this is a... This is a <laughs> I figured everybody would be so loaded, everybody would be a guy, a friend, and a pal. Right. So Canada. Yeah. Fucking flapperheads. But I go over there, I have a few uh, a few beers, I'm like, alright. Then her dad started getting a little rowdy. And okay. He, he started like getting into it with the neighbor. They oh, had an sure. argument over something and it got heated. 
And one of the one of the Canucks got involved. Oh my god! And I'm like, ah, oh, next thing you know, I'm drinking wine, mm-hmm. and then I'm mixing in like Jack and wild turkey, mm-hmm. and things are like escalating. I'm starting to get like it definitely sounds like. Well, I'm probably not going to make it into work tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, it got to that point. Yeah. So at the end of the night, they're like, "Oh, you seem like an okay guy." Mm. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. I'm like, I'm just a man. I'm just a man like any other. I started getting, like, drunk talky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just a man the same as any other. I put my pants on a leg at a time. I'm so humble. Uh, yeah. You're humbling yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, Don't ah. put me on a pedestal. So there's a bottle. There's a gallon bottle of Long Island iced tea on the counter. Okay. And they're, they're, they're just telling me, like, oh, we respect you, Kevin. <clears throat> so they're, like, giving me dap and stuff. And I'm like, hey, you guys didn't even talk to me. Oh, we don't know you. I'm like, yeah, I was trying to get to know you. That's right. why the whole conversation thing comes in. And maybe this is where my whole, like, introverted, fuck them if they don't, you know, if nobody, want, I don't want to talk to anybody. They're all a bunch of assholes anyway. Maybe they need the, the drink because they're so used That's to That's called drinking. alcoholism. Well, I don't want to say that Indians have a tendency towards alcoholism, <laughs> so, but. So I grabbed this jug of Long Island iced tea okay. and go, Come on, pussies. Oh, shit. I'm like, let's, let's go. Calling right. them out. Lying them up. I chugged half of this thing. Oh, God. Boom, 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 And at this point, it hits me. Yeah. What am I doing with my life? Exactly. I look at these guys. They're just like, oh, <laughs> yo, look at you there. Hey. I'm Canadian like, Indian. Yo, hoser. I'm like, yeah, all right. You know, you guys are just lame as fuck. <laughs> so I make my way down You're to the basement. With them. There's an air mattress in the basement for me. And I uh, I walk up to it, I kick it. I don't know why, like you kick your tires out of your car, just kicking it, I'm walking around, going, ugh, ugh, I'm just grunting. <laughs> you don't even know what you're doing anymore. No, at that point, I get on my knees, I fall onto it, I roll to my left, and I vomit. Okay. Jimi Hendrix style. Just, okay. At least you didn't lose consciousness, and at least you rolled over. Well, no, that's when I lost consciousness. Gotcha. So, I, next thing I know, I wake up. It's like an alien abduction story. You wake up, there's a white light. I'm in the bathroom. What? I'm sitting naked on the toilet. Where's your clothes, Kev? I don't know. Okay. My girlfriend at the time is at the sink washing her hands. I'm like, what? I go, what? <laughs> she goes, you're, you're a mess. You're, what, what were you doing with my cousins? I'm like, <laughs> we were getting to know each other. <laughs> She's like, I don't, what did you do? I'm like, stuff. Yeah, just being evasive. Yes. And at this point, for no reason at all, I grab the glass jar Yankee candle on the back of her toilet. Oh, no. I spike it like a football. Jesus Shattered Christ. everywhere. She freaks out. She's like, what are you doing? I get down on my hands and knees and start punching the shards of glass. No! What? I go, look at this! I ain't even bleeding! Oh, I was ble- my God. In fact, I was bleeding profusely. All over the bathroom. Yes. She, she's trying. You were, on, you were on another level. That At night. this point, she picks me up and puts me up against the sink. She goes, "Stand right here, please. Don't move. I have to clean up this glass." She's trying to clean up the glass. I go to the corner of the room where the cat's kitty litter box is, <laughs> where and I try to urinate into the litter box. <laughs> but there's a toilet right there. There was, but I was in no condition. <laughs> oh god. So at this point, I black out again. You're gone. From my from that my was estimation, one, one little I window I went down near the litter box, I believe. Okay. So, uh, I wake up in the morning, I can't see, I'm bleary-eyed, my head feels like I got run over by a truck, Yeah. and the two Canadian hosers go by me, oh, nice getting to meet you there, Kevin, uh, we're going to the airport. Oh my god, like, you I'll were see, Indian drinking I'll that see night. you fuckers later, I say, <laughs> in which there was a little child cousin there who ran out the door. Oh my god. Um, and I was like, oh, I didn't mean that little guy. Oh god. But they left. You're a white man embarrassment. Well, I, at this point, I throw the covers off my torso and see that I'm wearing a pair of gym shorts and a t-shirt that are not mine. Okay. These do not belong to me. These are the, the garb. This is the garb of another man, an older <laughs> gentleman, judging by the wear on these threads. Sure. <laughs> so I fall back asleep. I get up. I rocket you who out of my ass oh, in the toilet. Just, I'm sick as a fucking dog. I go back in, my girlfriend's sitting there with this look on her face like she's about to break up with me. Yeah. I'm like, hey, you're looking pretty. Oh I put on, I put on the charm. The charm did not work. You're trying. It was ineffective. Right. And she looks at me and she goes, 
do you know what you did last night? Oh, no. And I go, no. You only, I'm like, I peed, that's all. all. Right, you only had that one moment of clarity yes. where you punched a Yankee candle and tried to pee in the cat box. And at this point. At this point, that's all you know. She tells me, she goes, look at your hand. Right. I look at my hand, there's bandages all over my hand. From the gla- I go, what did you do? <laughs> you know, I'm like, did your cat get after me? What the fuck is it? She goes, you were punching glass shards on the floor, you asshole. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh. Oh, well, I'm all right. And she's like, what? <laughs> at this point, she just goes, do you even know what you're wearing? I go, oh, I, fu- I, I just like played it off like I knew what was going on. I'm like, oh, I found these upstairs. I just put them on. You know, I just wanted to keep clean. Why are you trying to save yourself at this point? Because I think I can. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm just playing it off. I'm Stevie Cool. I'm playing everything all good. Mm-hmm. Big Daddy Cool Diesel oh. coming through. Yeah. And she goes, those are my father's. Okay. And I'm like, so me and your dad are the same size? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like trying to play coy. I don't know. Where are your clothes, though? That was the I mean, next that's, question. That's another story. That's the, that's the question. I said, where are my clothes? <laughs> exactly. And she goes, well, your shirt got dirty in this puddle of vomit I cleaned up. Okay. I'm like, I apologize profusely for the vomit. Uh, Absolutely. I was trying to keep up with your cousins. And she's like, yeah, well, they're idiots, too. I'm like, mm. oh, so we're all we're all screwed here. Okay. okay, okay. And she goes, do you even know where your pants are? Oh. I'm like, I assume they're in the wash. Right, with the shirt. With the shirt. She goes, do you know why they're in the wash? Uh-oh. And this is, I, <laughs> I've been told that this is the truth. Uh-oh. That apparently at one point when I was fidgeting in the bathroom, before I urinated in the litter box. Yeah. The word on the street is that I may have uh, micturated in my pants. <laughs> oh, thank you. So you didn't make it to the toilet. That's the scuttlebutt. And I looked at her incredulously like, are you serious? Yeah. She's like, dead as a doornail. Like, she spent the night cleaning up my bloody glass shards. This isn't funny. Yeah, the vomit, this the funny the, the litter box episode, and uh, yeah, it wasn't funny anymore, and I was like, I didn't, and she's like, you're wearing my father's shorts, I'm like, yeah, but I got my underwear on, and then I looked, I'm like, no, I'm wearing just gym shorts right now, oh, man. and um, yeah, and it's exceedingly embarrassing to admit that I got that out of control, yeah. that I lost control of my bodily functions, I lost consciousness at various times, Yeah. I challenged guys to guzzle fucking Long Island iced tea with me. Dear God. I called them pussies for not doing yes, so. Yes, did. Uh, I might have made a joke like I started laughing at them going, ha, 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 You're so offensive. Uh, it's funny in my head. Oh, my God. But, yeah. Well, I mean. We try- all have those nights. You try to entertain some out-of-towners. They were a little hesitant, so you took it too far trying trying to impress them and entertain them. I wasn't even trying to too hard. I, I, I That was the point I gave up. Right. It's like, I'll just enjoy myself then, you fucking oh. assholes. All right. I didn't like them. Oh, yeah. They were just boring, and then they were like douches. Hey, du- I hate douches. Don't be a douche and listen to this show. Ha, 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 flick. Now, Kev, yeah. you know how we uh, implore the people to, to call into the Winks? Yes. Uh, there's several ways. If you're a member of Anchor and you have the Anchor app, <laughs> you can just hit the call-in button leave us a message that way. Mm-hmm. You can email tiddlywinkswithstrangers@gmail.com, Or you can even hit us up on uh, Snapchat on the Winks nose, baby! Yeah, we'd appreciate it. We like to uh, reach out to the fans. Yes. And I always say, you know, I'll publish I'll publish your call in. I'll, I'll put you on wings. I'll call in, put it on wings. Here we go. I got a disturbing call last week. Okay? It's uh something I'm gonna get into on next Friday's Wings in depth. Because I wanna make sure I give it the proper due that it deserves. Okay, we we we're gonna need a lot of time for it mm. because it's the manifesto of a madman. It's the ramblings of a new Winks nemesis. Nemesis. His name is Doctor 
Doc Dennisby. He graduated from the now twice defunct Struthers Martin University. I'll play a little bit now. We can discuss. And then stay tuned next Friday when I really get into Doc Dennisby. Hello, Mr. Herb, Mr. Beard, and Mr. Door. My name is Dr. Doc Dennisby. I have a PhD in philosophy from the twice defunct Struthers Martin University, a fully confidential institute of higher unlearning, formerly loosely affiliated with the Nonismatic Society and the Hole in the Wall Gang. And I am calling to express my solemn and grave concerns with the utterly false and recklessly dangerous ideas expressed by the opening theme song of your podcast and let your most exceptional listeners know where your indiscretions lie so they might better reach successfully informed decision-making processes within their own lives. And if any of your most exceptional listeners pick up on the true meaning of my important, timely message and want to continue a fully disclosed dialogue with me to further develop the perfectly natural themes I am presenting here in this phone call and assist me in my life's research, well, so much the better. So Doc Dennisby proceeds to pick apart the most charming song I could think of. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, and I'll tell you something, Kev. What? His 11-minute manifesto <laughs> is not wrong. He, you don't think so? He opened my eyes to what I've been doing. What am I doing in my life? You know what I'm saying? That song is not as simple as it sounds. And uh, I thank you, caller, for bringing to my attention the wrongs of the Tiddlywinks theme song. Wrongs? Wrongs, right? Tune in next Friday. We'll really get into it. It doesn't change anything. The song stands. Okay? I look forward to more call-ins from, from Dennis B. <laughs> this fucking degree in philosophy. <laughs> And uh, we'll have a healthy debate next week. I got work, guys. <laughs> we sure are having a lot of fun here tonight on a fucking Friday league. Yeah, Aren't are. we, Kev? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, uh, we're going to have to wrap it up for this Friday. Okay. It's always a shame when you got to wrap up a Winks, but... Uh, Sad. Because this is a special Winks, it's the the anniversary, or whatever the fuck it is. I'm going to do a Winks tradition and tell one last story. I'll be brief, but hilarious. <laughs> brief, this, really? <laughs> I don't fucking know. All right. It's no Barry story, that's for sure. <laughs> Barry, you have yet to be on a 2018 Winks. I miss him. Do it! Ain't we lucky we got him? The wings. Cha. So, <laughs> this is the story of special needs shit talking. <laughs> yeah. And of course, it takes place when I was a younger man. Except that I wasn't. Well, I was. I was two years younger. Okay. So I was a younger man. It's a recent story. I don't. I don't tell a lot of recent stories. No, a lot of them are from our, our wheelhouse years of yes. uh, teens and twenties. Yeah. But you know, season two, you gotta stretch. But uh, all right. So, I worked at one time in my life. It was one of the most surreal jobs I've had. Okay. At a school for autistic and behaviorally challenged children. That's a noble profession. It it is. I guess I, it is. I enjoyed it. I kind of it kind of just fell into my lap through a long series of circumstances that I won't get into on the wings. Of course, of course. But I became a uh, a, a classroom aide was my official title, mm -hmm. where I would pretty much support the the special needs teacher. Well, all the teachers were special needs. Mm -hmm. Instead of your one class in school, this whole school. There was the rubber room back in the day. Yeah. This is an entire school for this. Yeah. yeah. The bottom floor was autistic children. The top floor was emotional disturbance sociopaths they're fine there's nothing <laughs> wrong with them they're just mostly bad parenting yeah and it's either like they come to this school or they're gonna go to jail or get kicked out of their school so whatever mm. i worked with the autistic kids 
surprisingly, the lesser of both evils. <laughs> now, these kids had their freakouts, but I mean, I'm not trying to get shipped by an emotionally disturbed <laughs> bitch. Holy shit. These kids loved me, though. Like, I was the best teacher's aide there was. I'm making photocopies. Superstar. I'm helping with lessons. I'm great in homework. I'm having a great time. Mm. They call me Mr. Jason. Mr. Jason, I have a question. Yes, what is it? I'll help you. I felt good. Yeah. The school was in desperate need of a basketball coach. I said, what? what? <laughs> you guys got a basketball team here? And they explained to me that um, they they do and that they have a season every year and they play other special needs schools in the area. I said, what? What? There's other special needs schools in the area? This is badass. I thought this was the only one, but there was. There was about three, maybe four in our city alone, Kev. Yeah. That I didn't know. I lived, I've lived. i lived here for like eight years. I didn't know this was under our nose. Yeah. It's beautiful, though. I feel like it helps these kids a lot. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So not only that, they also played other schools like normal teams in our area. Well... You know, Whoa. normal is, is relative. I don't want to oh, sell it. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, it's like the Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> coming in. Well, no, it was like normal high school teams. Yeah. And these kids knew what the deal oh, was. Oh, okay, I got And you. they would kind of, like, throw the game. Yeah, yeah. They would They would try, but they wouldn't make it look like they were throwing, you know. Like, they were really good sports. Yeah, they weren't, and like, the, falling over themselves. The like, kids yeah. I had, like, really got into it, you know, just so that they could have a longer season because there's only so many special schools. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. They <clears> said, um... That the coach they had last year, I don't know what happened to him, he moved or something. And they asked me if I like basketball. So that's my favorite sport right after football. I'm like, do you know how to play? I'm like, yeah. So like, would you coach? I'm like, would I fucking coach? <laughs> it's a dream come true. You're going to be the Dean Smith of the Special Olympians. I'm going to be the Coach Carter of these kids' lives. <laughs> Mr. Jason taught us how to live. <laughs> my God. Mr. Jason taught us about basketball, but also life. <laughs> Also, I had these delusions of grandeur, you know. But in all honesty, I didn't know what I was getting into. I'm yeah, like, how I'm could you? Go into it with an open mind. And I'm like, you know, this is going to be an adventure. This is awesome. So they go to practice. They practice like twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the, a whole gym and Did everything. you have them running suicides? I did. <laughs> I did. It's so great. Um, they did laps around the gym. They did suicides. They did. Um, they practiced dribbles. They pa- practiced passing with a partner. You know, I wanted to make sure they had the fundamentals down. Yeah. And most of them did. A couple of them needed work, but, you know, I taught them not only about basketball, but about life. Teamwork. Coach Carter. <laughs> Coach Carter. Then we started, like, practicing shooting, and, yeah, I, it was like a natural progression. I was just winging it each time. I had an idea of what I wanted to do, sort of like the Winks. Yes. And I would just put it out there, and if we needed to take an extra practice on it, we'd take an extra practice. If we were good, we moved on. Yeah. I looked at the schedule coming up. I'm like, all right, so our first game's against, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say it, protect the identity. Like, I don't know anything about this place other than that these kids have special needs too. Mm-hmm. So they're probably going to be pretty evenly matched. You'd like to think. Right. So this first game is an, is an away game. Hitting the road. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a challenge in itself for any team yeah. to open their season. you got to overcome that home court advantage. Absolutely. So we all get in this van, we're going, I got these kids singing We Are The Champions at the top of their <laughs> oh, lungs, I'm blaring great. it on the radio, You'd I'm hyping them awesome up. Awesome little league coach. Yeah. <laughs> so, and this is this is just awesome, this whole like subculture of schools, mm-hmm. I didn't even know, like I'm so happy to be a part of it, I'm geeked, we're going to play. We walk into this school, okay, mm-hmm. we open the doors to the gym, and I was not ready for what I found. Oh, these kids at the school we were playing went horde. <laughs> they were, they were Even ballers. before the game started, when we walked into the gym, we went horde. <laughs> I open the doors and I hear this. So, 
In case you're wondering, I was not ready for this. <laughs> I was just going to ask you that <laughs> This was not what I thought it was going to be. Like, they, this school put on a production. Yeah. They must have had a bigger budget than us because, like, we couldn't even <laughs> afford a sound system. <laughs> you guys didn't have a At PA. our home game. Like, yeah. we didn't have a home game yet, but I didn't see a PA there. <laughs> and it's just pumping. They got cheerleaders. Cheerleaders. In cheerleader uniforms. Like, Doing they paid for you. Well, just jumping around. Oh, and, well, God. the cheerleaders had special needs. They were autistic. And uh -huh. Some of them had, um, like, MR and stuff like that. And it was like a mix. But they're they're doing it. They have a routine. Holy shit. You know what I mean? That's hardcore. So, like, they show us, they're like, you guys are on this side. Um, I sit them down on the bench, and I'm like, this is this is real, boys. This is not what I this, <laughs> this is not what show. I thought it was gonna be. This is the show. But we can't be bringing any soft stuff. <laughs> so then, all of a sudden, over the PA, right? I hear, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for your. I can't even remember their team name, but <laughs> the Condors. These motherfuckers come running through a banner <laughs> that the kids made for their basketball. Like oh they, their God. pride of their school is this basketball team, and they come running out. They got their jerseys and shit. Holy we had jerseys too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm like, oh my God! I'm like, all right. Huddle up, boys, because we need we need to have a talk. You gotta regroup. We need to have a talk because this is gonna be a real game. Apparently, <laughs> they're gonna bring it. I thought maybe you know, like I didn't know what I, to expect. Yeah, is exactly. What I said. This is new for you. But apparently, this team's coming hard. This one kid comes up to us. This kid, the big kid, he How was big? ripped as fuck. He he had at least an inch or two on me. Oh, height wow. So he's like six three, six four. He's probably like six two. I would Shit. say. And uh, he's got muscles. For days. <laughs> he's, just he's, he's got Down syndrome, and he's like, You guys are going down. <laughs> Your up. team sucks. <laughs> I'm taking it down. And I'm like, Oh. <laughs> huddle up, boys. We have to have one last time. Just keep telling them to huddle up, but I got no inspirational words. You're just for looking them. around. <laughs> I had the little dry erase board with the cord on it, you know? Oh. And I'm like, All right. First of all, starters, and I list off the five starters. I'm like, you guys are going out hard. <laughs> you guys are my best. My point guard was, like, actually really good at points. Yeah. So I'm like, a lot of this is going to ride on your shoulders, boy. Uh -huh. You got to be ready for this. Boy. We got to keep, we got to double team this guy over here who just talks shit on us. <laughs> that because he's, I look over there and he's, like, walking in circles, mean mugging us. <laughs> and I'm like, that one. <laughs> they got a little kid who, I don't think he was a, a midget. And I don't mean that to sound like a dick. But a little I think person. he was just like under uh, underdeveloped because of his disability or something. Right. He's a little one, He's a peanut. but he could he could move around and stuff. You know, they got they got all these different kids. So do we. So I'm like, all right, here's our starters. Here's our game plan. This is the plays I want to run for the first quarter. The quarters I think were like eight eight minutes each, oh, okay. like relatively long. Yeah, for yeah. Like special needs. You wouldn't think these kids are athletes. Yeah. So, so yeah. like the game starts, the whistle blows. They have their cheerleaders going. We got nobody. <laughs> we just rolled up in this van. Um, and it's it's going. It's a game. Um, we're winning. Somehow we're winning. Wow. I got my one kid hitting threes. This oh, really? This one kid in practice had this sweet spot. He's, if he would stand there on the court, he could nail threes almost continuously. No this shit. one spot. It's it like must, a savant. There must have been this angle that was <laughs> easy for him to read from. Yeah. So, like, part of our game plan was, like, you know, you pass it out to so-and-so. He gets to his sweet spot. We get threes. Because if we start collecting threes, this game's going to get away from him. Yeah, boys. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So he's doing it. He's nailing his threes. But then they get wise to him. They start blocking the threes. You so know? the moose gets in. Long story short, like Barry says, cut the halftime. We're up by four. Okay. Okay. It's not much. It's a game. It's not much. Yeah. yeah. Um, come out for the second half. You know, I I switch up the starter. I start the other kids. Give my starters a rest because I know I'm going to need them in the fourth oh, yeah. to finish this out. Okay. <laughs> so we fall behind a little bit because my second string kids weren't exactly uh, <laughs> up to par. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Now this little kid that I mentioned. The, the Down syndrome kid is just wiping the floor with us, obviously. Yeah, but he can't carry the team alone. Yeah. But he's got the little kid, right? The little kid is nailing threes also. <laughs> At one point, the ball rebounds off the, the hoop. It's flying in the air. I'm like, get after that ball, you know? Uh-huh. Ball falls into, like, a huddle of both teams' kids. You know, I don't know. I can't see the ball at this point. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, 
Underneath the legs of one of my players comes the little kid with the ball on a breakaway. What? Gets up to the hoop, layup, gets two points. I'm like, you gotta cover this kid! How did he get loose? He just like went through legs like they had practiced this, you know? And that happened several times where like a rebound would go wild and I'd lose track of the ball and this kid's got it. And he's just going through legs and he's weaving in and out. And I'm like, oh my god, so now we're down like 12. At the end of the third. That's a big swing. Yeah, because I was a little bit unprepared because I didn't know that special needs basketball came so hard. Okay? <laughs> it really does. Holy so shit. I'm like, you know, when we get back to school for the next practices, I know what I have to do. It's real now. <laughs> okay? I can't just treat it as like, good for you guys, yeah. you know? Well, this is like this is real shit. Game. And these kids know it too because this isn't their first, this is my first time as coach, but mm -hmm. they've played several seasons. Like, they know it's real. And they try to tell me, but I'm like, yeah, guys, all right. Well, <laughs> you it'll, be, it'll be fine, you know? <laughs> but shit. But uh, we pulled it off. We won by... Uh, six points, I think, at the end of the day. And that kid with Down syndrome was so pissed. Well, oh, he seems he, like a sore loser. Well, I, I made my boys line up. I'm like, you know, shake hands. They're good sports. The, their coach had them line up. They walked down the line shaking hands, not the Down syndrome kid. No? Stormed off the court. Oh, bitch. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh man. We did it. <laughs> we did it. We upset him. <laughs> so I'm blasting we are the champions again on the van on the way back home. And I'm, just, I'm like, yo. We gotta get everybody in the school to throw us a party. <laughs> yeah, this is big. We're awesome, you know? <laughs> so, like, everyone's like, how'd it go? And I'm like, oh, I'm the best coach ever. <laughs> like, these guys are awesome. They killed the other team. I'm the best coach there is in special needs basketball. The history. And I didn't know that that statement would turn out to be true. Because we played several more games that season, Kev. Both home and away. And I tell you this, on the wings. We lost not a single game. So you retired undefeated. I am currently the most winningest coach in special needs basketball you, wow. history. I'm with a legend right now. You ran the table. You my ran record the still stands. Although I don't work there anymore, I haven't worked there in about two years. My record still stands. It hasn't been broken. This is glorious. I led that team to victory. They didn't have, like, a championship round or anything? No, there's no playoffs or anything. It's all in good fun. <laughs> yeah, it's all in good fun for the guy who claims but it's not. the winningest coach But ever. it's not. <laughs> but, uh, that's my story, Kev. I'm no Winks. Well, Kev, before uh, we sign off on the Winks this week, Yes. speaking of sports, I'd be remiss if I didn't oh. mention this week's yes. divisional yes. round. Yes. Uh, with, I'm sure the Wings knows that I grew up in Philadelphia and the surrounding areas of Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. My beloved Eagles have made it further than they have in over a decade. It's been a while. Okay? They have a, 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 a sincere chance at the Super Bowl here on Sunday. Alright? Mm -hmm. I'm nervous. On, on a scale of 1 to 10, how nervous are you? I'm an 8. Eight. I'm an eight. Do you think you'd be this nervous if Carson Wentz was healthy? Not at all. No, you'd be like, this one's in the bag. Baby. Well, not necessarily in the bag, <laughs> but definitely not as nervous. Like, I can't believe we made it this far after Wentz went down. Yeah. I'm geeked, okay? I be. think Foles can do it. I'm not the biggest Foles fan in the world. It's going to be tight. But if there's any backup who could possibly pull off something, it's Foles. But it's not going to rest all on Foles. It can't. You got not Jay, like Wentz. Jay, not... Jay, 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 Jay. Right, 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 yeah. right. Foles isn't converting third downs like Wentz is at the end of the day. Foles isn't really running anything at all like Wentz. No. But, uh... Defense. I just want to say that uh, I hope my Eagles win, Kev. Yes. And uh, we'll talk about it next Friday on the Winks. It's going to be a happy podcast or a tune, tune in next week when we... Uh, Discuss the outcome of my beloved birds. And, uh, much like Nick Foles when, uh, he drops the, the pass or fumbles the snap, I look at myself in the mirror every week and I say, ah, oh, what am I doing with my life? You'll be out of danger. A fucking tiddly wings with strangers.
would you flick? A pop 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 a